The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, March 16th. NFL, the NFL is the only thing going in the sports world because of coronavirus, and uh, it is going with uh, a, a fury. We got a, like, action is flying left and right when it comes to the NFL. It's all off the field action, so everybody is safe and secluded, but it's interesting to have a little sports news popping up in a time where we could use a welcome distraction, and uh, we are going to be giving you tons of podcasts. We, so we do emergency podcasts when big news happens in the NFL. And frankly, with the franchise tag deadline, it made sense to fire out a big podcast for that. We also have a Dak specific, Dak Prescott, got a franchise tag from the Cowboys exclusive. We have a specific Dak Prescott emergency podcast that's up in the feed with Patrick Walker and Jared Dubin. I should, you should check that out. If you need a CBA explainer, for all the stuff that's happened. I have a podcast with Joel Corey in the feed that you can check out as well. And uh, Mock Draft Monday, you want to find out about Mock Drafts, who's going to get taken in the draft. By the way, the draft is no longer going to be uh, in Las Vegas. It's going to be televised instead. We have that podcast with R.J. White up in the feed. I'm just kidding. Ryan Wilson's on there, too. And Ryan Wilson joining me now to break down the franchise tag deadline, along with Sean Wagner-McGuff and John Breach, who is wearing, it appears... You've got like the little frat collar pop going with your multiple coats. What's up with that? He's wearing a survival parka. Ooh, I like it. That's a good call. You guys aren't wearing your survival parka? What are you doing? Get out of here. I don't even know if I want to be on the same podcast as you right now. I got to say, I mean, look, like there's nothing good about social distancing and the coronavirus. It is a major problem for America, but it does sort of lean into our strengths as workers in terms of what, like, we don't. We're built for this. Don't wear pants. Don't want to leave the house. And it, you know, I, I've worked with last, Brinson and Wilson for eight years, and I've never met them. The no last, them. you guys the even last, exist. The last two weeks, there's been so many threads about people like, "Here's how to survive working from home. Make sure you do these things." And one thing people keep suggesting is dress up as if you're going into work. That is probably the worst advice anyone has ever given on Twitter. If you don't. Wear pajamas, shorts, sweats at home while you're working from home. There's no point working from home. That is one of the biggest perks. I mean, one of your guys is running jokes. When I'm wearing a coat, you're like, is he wearing a shirt on underneath that? Or is he just wearing a coat? And that's not a running joke. That's for real. Sometimes I don't wear a shirt, (laughs) which I don't want to admit on air. But now I just did. Be comfortable. That is my advice for working at home. I was going to say, you know, it's funny, like uh, our colleagues at uh, NFL Network, the around the NFL guys, those guys are stuck at home now and they look like they've been locked up for like four or five years. Like they don't know how to handle doing separate like, podcasts where they're not in the same studio. As, as Sean points out, we were built for this. This is like a, it's go time for the, for the super friend. It really is. Like, I mean, we're sort of leaning into this and, uh, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, so we, I mentioned Dak Prescott, but I want you guys thoughts real quickly. Uh, describe, give me a one word answer. 
you know, like, like, uh, you fill in the blank and then you can explain yourself. But I want a one word answer on Dak Prescott. The Dak Prescott gets the exclusive franchise tag from the Cowboys. They don't work out a long-term contract. They have until July 15th to work out a deal. If you had to give me one word on Dak, what is it, Ryan? Uh, fantastic. Uh, he's getting paid 33 million or whatever, it is, whatever the franchise tag, uh, is for, for the quarterbacks now uh, under the new CBA. They'll work out a long-term deal, and um, he'll be the highest-paid quarterback, as he, he should be. Um, our colleague Danny Cannell is under the impression that Dak maybe shouldn't be the highest-paid quarterback, which eh, I think he's probably the only person on that limb, but um, I think he should be just by virtue of the fact of being the last quarterback to get a deal. Interesting. Sean, your one word. Necessary. Um, I I hate that you limit us to one word when we're on a podcast where we can talk and use as many words as we want. Necessary. Um, but it's, I wanted to not, add. It's not a one word answer. It's a fill in the blank situation. It, it's only necessary though, because the Cowboys botched this from the beginning, as we've been talking over and over on this podcast. This should have been done last summer. They shouldn't be in this position where they have to tag him and still negotiate up through July. Who, who knows how long it'll take. Maybe he'll play on the tag, as we've talked about. That might be the right move for him personally. Um, but it's necessary. They can't let him walk in free agency. If they didn't come to a deal by now they have to give him the tag preach uh my one word is nonplussed i this no one's surprised by this yeah i, I what, dug deep in the thesaurus for that one look we all knew this was going to happen this was not unexpected uh everyone knew if there was no deal done by the deadline they were going to tag them and as you guys already mentioned they're probably going to get a long-term contract done before july 15th but as i've said for the past couple months at this point if i'm dak prescott I'm just waiting till the Patrick Mahomes deal gets done and let Mahomes reset the quarterback market. And then I think Dak Prescott can actually get more than what he wants, which the Cowboys already don't want to pay him. But once Mahomes breaks that $40 million barrier, man, you are in trouble with old Dak. You're going to have to pay him some serious money. I was hoping that like tweeting in the middle of someone giving an answer would mess him up, but it didn't work. Uh, anyway, I, 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 I have you muted on Twitter, Brinson, because you <laughs> – I thought you quit Twitter, so I just unfollowed you. Well, why would you mute me if you if I wasn't tweeting? Well, I started with mute because that's where it was for the past six months, and then I unfollowed you when you stopped tweeting. Yeah, what do you think not... the thirty for thirty is on Brinson getting kicked off Twitter is going to be about in five? Years? <laughs> yeah, that'd be boring. Let's move along. I'm sure there'll be plenty of tweets. Uh, so that's Dak. Let's go through some other tags. Dare I, uh, Derek Henry. Not surprising at all. We have a, oh, we have a Ryan Tannehill podcast. Did we do an emergency Ryan Tannehill podcast? We did, right? Yes. Yeah, we did. There's an emergency. How did you guys already forget? That was like less than 24 hours ago. Dubin was like, Hey man, I don't know who you were talking to on the podcast last week about Amari, but I thought it was, I was like, Dubin, I don't know who it was either. Like I completely forgot. Uh, we did a Derek Henry podcast. I mean, a Ryan Tannehill podcast. Ryan Tannehill signs a contract with the Titans. Derrick Henry gets tagged. No surprise on Derrick Henry, right? Don't all jump in at once. No, but I think there was an argument to be made. They could have used it on Jack Conklin instead, as we also talked about on the Tannehill pod. But I think we all expected this to come, and it's better than the alternative, which is giving him the contract that Breach really wants to give him, that Ryan takes massive offense with. And I'll repeat what I said on the Ryan Tannehill podcast, that latest three-round mock draft came out Monday. I had them taking – Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin in the second round. I think that makes a lot more sense than what's the going rate for running backs on the franchise tag? Do we know? I'll look real quick. It is ten point three million. Thank you, Breach. All right. You're welcome. That I mean that's okay for one year. I'm okay with that. If it was more than that, I, I would not be. I mean that's what Melvin Gordon wanted and he ain't gonna get it now. 
If you're Derek Henry, are you playing this year without a long-term contract? That's a different question. I don't think he he would play pay, play on uh, ten point two or whatever it is. That seems. What do you think, John? I, I'm just gonna say that any player is playing under any like Derek Henry's playing. Just and this is based on the situation that the world is in right now. If you're Derek Henry, you sign the deal. You know you have ten point three million dollars guaranteed, no matter what, for the next. Like I do think that just because of the situation the world is in. Their uh, players just are going to be less inclined to hold out. And because of the new CBA, you are losing that money in a holdout. You can't get those fines back. They can't be rescinded. Uh, obviously, he can't be uh, fined because he if he doesn't sign the tag. But, again, I just don't think players are going to be willing to lose money as they might have been in the past. If you're Derrick Henry, maybe you're willing to bet on yourself and just run. Like, the problem is with the running, it's not like a Dak Prescott tag situation or a Ryan Tannehill tag situation where you blow up and the team's like, well, he's got five or six good years left. If you, if you have a monster year, if you're Derrick Henry, it means you carried the ball 300 plus times and you've only sunk your value in free agency even further. The, you know, they, they released, um, Deion Lewis. So like, I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation. I'll, I'll be curious to see what Derrick Henry does. If I were him, I'm sitting out as long as possible. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Titans took a running back early in the draft. As I suggested. As you suggested. Thank you. Um, man, we've got a early signing in the middle of this podcast. We'll get to the winners and losers podcast. Uh, by the way, you can watch us. The four of, is it the four of us or the three of us? Sean, no, Sean or no Sean? Sean is, is that the video? The live HQ? It, I, it feels doubtful considering I don't have any equipment. Well, Sean's looks don't translate to HQ like they do a podcast. <laughs> uh, Ryan already made a joke at the Super Bowl, and it was just as hurtful at the time. <laughs> we don't need to do it again, Bree. You got I face. just got over it. Sean literally Riker just got over it. A face for podcasting. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, that, was, that was a highlight of the Super Bowl for me. Thanks for reminding me, Sean. So uh, we'll be doing a live show on CBS Sports HQ, cbssports.com slash live. Or on your Roku, Amazon, Apple TV. Uh, you can just hop, you fire up your phone and fire up the CBS Sports app. If you listen to the Pick Six podcast and you support us and you love us and you want to help us out, watch the show tonight, Monday night at, uh, from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on CBS Sports HQ. And then we'll do a recap show for winners and losers that will either go up tonight or on Tuesday morning. Then, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I think we'll be doing 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the reason I bring it up is that uh, Austin Hooper, former Falcons tight end, is apparently already going to be headed. He's already locking up where he's going to go. And it looks like he's going to Cleveland. And he might be the highest played, uh, highest paid tight end in the NFL. So that's spicy. But we'll get to that recap um, later this evening. Speaking of uh, tight ends. You know what? Actually, we're not even supposed to. I'm moving too far to the rundown. I was going to go Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry was also tagged by the Chargers. No surprise there. Uh, we're just going to get Henry out of the way since we're talking about Hooper very quickly. Um, the Chargers, Henry's one of their best young weapons. He hadn't been healthy. He suffered a torn ACL uh, a few years ago, and he sort of worked his way back. But you could tell when he's right, he's an excellent player, and uh, you know, he's good. He's a very pretty good run blocker, a very good pass catcher, a great red zone threat. And with him moving on from Philip Rivers and to Tyrod Taylor, or potentially Justin Herbert or Jordan Love, maybe even to a to a T, uh, you know that they need to figure out a way to get him weapons. So it made sense to franchise tag him. Elsewhere, in terms of making sense to franchise tag somebody, the Bengals have tagged A.J. Green, John Breach. So you're not surprised by that, are you? 
I am not at all. Uh, I, I want to touch on Hunter Henry real quick, though, because you moved past that. I just want to say that. Yeah, you clearly read the part where it said one thought from one super friend about Hunter Henry. Well, but- I just want to say that that's risky because he's been so injured. And, and I was going to tie tie this into A.J. Green, who was also injured and missed the entire 2019 season. I, I think that, that you're tagging people who have a history of injury, paying them a lot of money. It's a high-risk move for the Bengals. Um, you know, once Joe Burrow said they wanted – he said – he was asked at the Combine, do you want A.J. Green on the team? He's like, yeah, heck yeah. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. If the guy you're going to draft, your future franchise quarterback, wants A.J. Green on the team, you have A.J. Green on the team. I think things are going to get a little dicey when these two sides try to work out a long-term deal because of his injury history. I don't think the Bengals want to commit you know, to this guy for the next three or four years. A.J. Green doesn't necessarily want to play on the franchise tag. Uh, so, but he is not going to sit out. He's already said that he will be playing in all six, 16 games this season. As long as he stays healthy, uh, so it's good. The Bengals need as many offensive weapons as possible for Joe Burrow. So I like this. Okay. We're not allowed to comment, are we? No, you can comment well, on this. For now, breach has broken the rules. I don't know if it's a free for all now. No, I was tying it into my AJ Green, an injury history or tagging someone with injury history. If you, have a thought, if you have a thought about somebody who got tagged or a player in general, there's nothing wrong with speaking up about it. I podcast venue. So the non Bengals fan angle, and I think I speak for the fans of 31 other teams in the NFL in general. Let's just pray they trade him because I don't want AJ Green to waste another year on that godforsaken franchise in a rebuilding season. Breach, the future might be bright with Joe Burrow. I don't want AJ Green at age 31 playing on that team. Get him to get him to a good team. I, if I'm, Breach, I have a quick question. Breach, who wins more games next year, the Bengals or the Bears? I'll take the I don't Bears. Think that's a crazy question. I'll take the Bengals. I smell another like we got bet. A, I like we got another. another <laughs> <laughs> Double or nothing. Sean has to get two tattoos. <laughs> no, no, that is too realistic. No way. <laughs> that's that's not even double or nothing. Sean already doesn't have to get one tattoo. That's not how double or nothing works. <laughs> yeah, that is how double or it's nothing. Quadruple works. or nothing, sucker. Um, I, I do. I think. I think if you're setting a line right now, it would be Bears minus one and a half. Assuming the Bengals take Joe Burrow, I mean, would you make it more? I would. You have to wait to see if the Bears add a quarterback That's in enough. free agency, and because it, it, it would be pretty funny if Andy Dalton's the quarterback of the Bears, and now I'm betting against Andy. I can't bet against Andy Dalton. I would have to take myself out of the bet for <laughs> conflict of interest rules. You actually now you have to go back to Jay Cutler's house a second time and be like, "Hi, Jay. My name's John Breach. I'm from CBS Sports. I need to get your autograph." And you have to get a second Mitchell. Trubisky. And, 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 By the way, and Jay would be Corona- like. Jay would be like, John, the restraining order is still in effect from last year when you got the autograph. Did you lose another bet? What the hell happened? Jay, uh, Breach, that's the optimistic reading. Jay definitely has guns. He's that kind of guy. During Corona, I would not be surprised if he just shot you. I, I feel like he's a, he's a hunter. He's a hunter and he lives on a farm. Of course he owns guns. Yeah, but I don't feel he like He sees Jay- Breach bumbling up in his eight coats. He's going to be like, Kristen, this guy's here to infect us. That's Get a the kids, run. Okay. That got, that got weird quick. Um... <laughs> Any thoughts on Hunter? Oh, so it's okay to joke about Breach murdering people, but joking about Breach getting murdered is not okay. I see. Okay, I see where the lines are being drawn. Okay. I mean, Breach, Breach, Breach felt the need to talk about Hunter Henry. You just had to talk about Jake, Jake Hunter hunting Breach. Um, I mean, that sounds pretty. The Hunter, it's a Hunter joke. You see, Yannick and oh yeah, Leonard Williams. All right, I'm, I've lost my place on my rundown. Ryan Wilson is leaving us for a minute. Don't worry. Ryan, we'll see you in 15. He'll be back. Uh, there's no chance that we'll be done talking by the time Ryan finishes on CBS Sports HQ. Reminder, 20, look, 
you, you can't get your coverage everywhere during free agency, but you can get it online for free on CBS Sports HQ, our 24-7 streaming sports network. We are, go- we are full speed ahead with it. Tons of coverage. Make sure and check it out on your favorite device. And again, 9 p.m. Monday night, 8 p.m. Tuesday through Friday, we'll be doing a show. If you love us, support us. We appreciate it. You guys always show up in droves. Uh, stunning, uh, tag, actually, I thought, maybe the most surprising tag, the last tag, I believe, uh, Joe Tooney, my boy from NC State, former, uh, former NC State lineman turned Patriots guard, multiple time Super Bowl champion, was given the tag by the Patriots in the final 30 minutes of it. I had actually just emailed to a thread of friends. I was like, I think Joe Tooney's about to be a complete free agent and get really paid. And then another one of our friends was able to quickly post Joe Tooney being tagged because his agent tweeted it out, making me look like a moron, uh, on this first day of free agency. So that was exciting. Question, is this friend that dunked on you work in the industry? Does he cover the NFL, or did you get dunked uh, on by just a fan? Just a, uh, a, a, a podcast listener, my buddy Bronx. So that's exciting. Yes, good job, Bronx. You dunked on me. I'll be dunking on you later, friend. Um, anyway, uh, Joe Tooney tagged by the Patriots. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Joe Tooney is being tagged by the Patriots as a way of enticing Tom Brady to come back? Or did Joe Tooney get tagged by the Patriots uh, in order to trade him? What's more likely? The first uh, one. I think the second one. Ooh. You go first, Breach. Oh, so you can recount or you can go right. against everything no, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. I don't think it's necessarily exactly what Brenton's saying to lure Tom Brady. I just think that the offensive line was such an issue for the Patriots last season that they could not afford to let maybe their most stable part of that offensive line. He hasn't missed a game in his career. Uh, he's always consistently good that I don't think it's about Tom Brady. I just think it's about whatever quarterback is back there. They need a stable offensive line, more stable than the one they had last year and letting him go or trading him. I don't think would lead to more stability. I think it would throw into utter disarray. Oh, the flip side of this is by tagging him. If he's staying in new England, that's $14.7 million you are paying for a guard. Uh, and here's the problem with that is that now you only have $20 million in cap space if you're the Patriots. And there's not a lot of wiggle room with Brady. You're not giving him a five-year deal. He's getting a two- or three-year deal. He's already going to eat up $13 million cap space based on his old deal. Uh, so they have if they get something done with Brady, that's going to eat up a lot of cap space. I just don't know that they have the room. So I think Belichick knows – that Joe Tooney is a hot commodity on the free agent market or would have been. And he says, all right, I'll tag him. We'll trade him. So now we'll get compensation and we'll get that $14 million hit off our books. Now we have $30 million, $34 million in cap space, plus probably a high draft pick because you're trading away a good offensive lineman. Uh, so I think Belichick's going to get rid of him. What do you think he fetches on in the trade market? I think that – I think and this is the important factor is I think that you would get a better pick – than the compensatory pick that you would receive a year from now. So you're getting, you know, some of the, you know, the old saying, like a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush or whatever. Like you're the, 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 a draft pick, a second round pick now for Joe Tooney is better than a, a late third round pick or even a third round pick now from a team that wanted to sign him. Even if it's a team like the Jets or the Dolphins in your own division, like that's a very Belichick thing to do. Or. Is, yeah, I, I, whoever Brady signs with the Chargers or Buccaneers seem to be the other two teams. They both need offensive linemen. They call up Tom's like, hey, 
Joe Tooney, I want him on the team. If he really is asking for roster control, uh, th- that could be something he goes after. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, too, that like Jason Light, the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, and the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Nick Casario have swapped. Oh, my goodness. How many times have they swapped? He did When he did the Revis swap, right? Is he down there for the Revis swap? Or is he gone by then? Or is he not there yet? He, I don't I, I don't know if he, they, he was. They, I don't think he was GM, but he was. De- he was. Jason, he got well, the Jason Tampa, Light, 2014, 2014. Jason Light used to work in New England, so they have worked together. Like they know each other very well, and they have engaged in plenty of discussions. So um, it, it should not be shocking that they would potentially do that. I like that idea, Breach, and that's a possibility. Another shocking uh, tag: Kenyon Drake given the transition tag by the Arizona Cardinals. Which, uh, I hope you weren't holding on to David Johnson and Dynasty. Your battleship has been sunk, Sean. The Kenyon Drake thing, I don't, like, I think we all expected him to be back in some form. We've been talking about it on this podcast ever since they traded for him. Uh, and, and once again, another player, free from Adam Gase, getting some money. Um, he's been de-gased. So congrats to Kenyon Drake for that. Mm. Surprised that the, 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 uh, Cardinals breach were willing to invest that much. I mean, cause it's, I mean, is it like, it's not a cheap tag. Like you're, you're basically, you know, it's a running back who you acquired for nothing during uh, the season. Uh, you know, I actually like that they did this, especially because it's a transition tag. You're paying them basically eight and a half million dollars for one year. And this makes more sense to me and Derek Henry because you don't know if he's going to thrive in your offense again. There wasn't a, he only played with the Cardinals for eight games. He was awesome in those eight games. You want to know if he can sustain that success. So what do you do? You hit him with a one year franchise tag. And if he is good again in this Cliff Kingsbury offense, then boom, that you give him the long term extension next season. Uh, but I thought Kyler Murray played better once you added Kenyon Drake to this. Uh, the Cardinals running game was better. The Cardinals offense just got better with Kenyon Drake in it. So there's no reason to let him go. And, and so I like this one year kind of test to see if he can sustain how good he was from 2019 and translate that into 2020. Shaq Barrett got the tag from the Buccaneers. No surprise there. Uh, that was one of the earlier tags during the day. The surprising thing, Sean, is that that means the Buccaneers are willing to let Jameis Winston walk. Multiple reports have indicated that the Buccaneers are, quote, all in on Tom Brady. And if that's the case, I mean, what better way to say, hey, Tom, like, like you know, if you're trying to put out the vibe, yeah, you stand up by, you, you know, Debo knows this, you lean up by the bar, you pull your tuxedo jacket up a little bit, you stick the, uh, stick it out, put out the vibe, you know what I'm talking about? Everybody gets that dumb and dumber joke, huh? All right. <laughs> you're about the bar and put out the vibe. Uh, the Buccaneers are putting out the vibe. You let Jameis walk. That's putting out the vibe for Tom Brady, isn't it? Yeah, and I think Shaq was obviously the definition of a franchise tag candidate. Uh, he had never had more than five and a half sacks in a season, and that came in 2015. Explodes, explodes for 19 and a half. You want to tag him, see if he can do it again, just as Reach was talking about with Kenyon Drake. I like it, and I like him as a better player than Jameis Winston, and I would have rather have given him the tag. That said, it won't matter unless they, they bring in a quarterback like Tom Brady. And that's what the Buccaneers offseason hinges on is who can they attract into Bruce Arians offense. Maybe they still just give Jameis a two year deal. Uh, I think Bruce Arians is probably done with him. I think that last interception, uh, broke him completely with the way that season ended. Um, but so I like the decision to franchise tag him. It's just, it doesn't matter if they don't get a quarterback in the building. Uh, it just, it'll be irrelevant. So that's where their focus has to be, but they've got their best defensive player arguably under contract for the next year. Yeah. I wonder about that. Like breach, what are the odds if they whiff on Tom Brady that they can go get Jameis in the market? Is it possible that 
things are that things are just so cool right now in terms of how people are approaching quarterbacks. Like, because there's a chance, like the, the way the quarterback dominoes work, you know, like Rivers goes to the Colts, um, you know, a, a couple of different things break in certain ways that the Buccaneers could simply just come right back and get Jameis Winston if they miss Tom Brady, right? Uh, I, Bruce Arians is treating free agency like he's pretty confident no one's going to sign Jameis Winston. Because, look, it, it, it kind of – I think uh, JLC might have said this, that it's Tom Brady, their top choice. They're going to – you know, Phillip Rivers, choice number two, then bringing back Jameis or maybe even Teddy Bridgewater in there. I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but I know Jameis Winston's not at the top of that list. <clears throat> and if you're Arians <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, I'm dying, guys. Can't joke about that. Uh, we'll no, put on one more coat, Breach. One more coat will help. If, if you're Bruce Arians, I'm definitely editing that out. <laughs> it does feel like that you think Jameis Winston is going to be available, which is a weird thing to think. Other than that, he's watched Jameis play. He doesn't think another coach is going to go out and sign him. Uh, so yeah, if uh, Arians doesn't get his top two choices, I could see a scenario where Winston ends up back in Tampa Bay if. He's willing to go back and not, you know, a jilted lover. He might say, you know, screw that. I'm not going back. These guys didn't want me. I feel like there's a song we could create for that. In these trying times, though, you can't make spoof songs. You know what I'm saying? Chris Jones tagged Sean by the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I mean, no surprise there. They weren't going to let that guy walk. He was a superstar. And like, like Shaq Barrett, too, to me, he's kind of a perfect, perfect. Case, case for the franchise tag. Hello, Ryan Wilson. How was your hit on CBS Sports HQ? Pretty good. I forgot Joe Burrow's name, but otherwise it was pretty good. <laughs> what did you call him? It just took me a second to remember what his name was. You forgot Joe Burrow's name. Yeah, apparently he's going to be drafted at some point in the first Wait, round. our draft guy forgot the number one prospects? It was only like a, it was like a second and a half, but it felt like, you know, when you're, when you're struggling, right. it was like 30 seconds. It was like, feels like 45 minutes. And then, then your face, your face gets real flushed and you're like, and you're like, ah, ah, like when, you know, Robbie's yelling about, you know, he's yelling on, I'm trying to do HQ and he's yelling about something. I got a boo-boo. A poo-poo, not a boo-boo. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay. Sorry. Yes. No, he had a, he had gone poop and he was letting me know and he was screaming, daddy, I went poo-boo. That I wish I heard on, on over the- and over again. I was like, Oh my God, please stop. And then when we got downstairs and AK came down, I'd be just like texting her help in the middle of the, sh- the middle of the hit. Um, she was like, what do you need help with? I was like, buddy, explain this to her. And she was like, dad, I went poo-poo in daddy's office. And then <laughs> we have a bathroom up here, obviously. Uh, and, uh, so I guess I should clarify that part. And, uh, and he's like, I was like, did you yell about it while I was on video? He's like, hey, yes. Um, so that happened. Uh, anyway, uh, Ryan, we were just uh, going through these tags. Chris Jones, Sean, do you have a thought on Chris Jones? I mean, I think they should try to wrap him up with a long-term deal. Um, I think you, you were comparing him to Shaq Barrett, and then Ryan came on. Oh, I, I was right. curious my, to hear my, that. Well, my point, I don't think that they're similar players in any fashion, but I do think that, like, Chris Jones has been very good and very underrated throughout his career, but, like, he does have highs and lows. You know what I mean? Like, he, like he's like he's like he's – I mean, I think they should wrap him up for sure. I think he's one of the better defensive players in the league. But, like, I think that's why there might have been some hesitancy to pay him before. Is like you see in that fourth quarter of that Super Bowl, like, when he gets his motor going, I mean, he is destructive out there in terms of how he can wreck an offensive line and put pressure on a defense. And, like, to me, as much as Mahomes was important to that Super Bowl, Chris Jones flipped it because he changed Kyle Shanahan's and Jimmy Garoppolo's ability to come back. 
Yeah, I, I wrote after the game that I thought he was a sneaky pick for MVP if they weren't going to go the traditional route with Damian Williams or Patrick Mahomes. He had like two, three or four tip passes at the line of scrimmage where you can just see he knows he's not getting there and Garoppolo's getting the ball out quick, and he's not even trying to get there, so he's just waiting to time his leap um, to deflect the ball. So I, I think, look, you have to bring him back next year. You're in the middle of your Super Bowl window, obviously, with Mahomes. They're going to be in the middle of the Super Bowl window every single season they have Mahomes. And if I were them, I'd be working out a long-term deal. Um, that can, you know, maybe stretch out the deal, give him some cap, immediate cap relief right now. Uh, but they can't afford to let him go. He is the Mahomes of that defense. Okay. Moving along. Leonard Williams tagged by the Giants in what is in another inexplicable move by Dave Gettleman. John Breach, you have the memory of an elephant on memory steroids. What was the terms of that deal with Leonard Williams and the Jets and the Giants and two New York teams that can be easily confused at various times? And it was their first trade together since 1983. So, and, and of course, Dave Gettleman did not get the upside of that. Anyway, the Jets, the Giants obviously got Leonard Williams. What did they give up to get him? They gave up a third round pick in 2020. So the Jets got that. And the Giants also gave up a conditional fifth round pick in 2021. So basically two draft picks. That fifth round pick could go up or down. But that third-round pick is a lock. The Giants lost that. The Jets will get that third-round pick in this year's draft. Okay. And the 2021 pick, if Leonard Williams signs a deal with the Giants, who have franchise tagged him for after trading him trading for him from the Jets, if he signs a deal, as Field Yates noted, by 4 p.m. on Wednesday before free agency opens with the Giants, then that fifth-round pick in 2021 would become a fourth. It is very unlikely that that pick is that that deal is signed because why if you're Leonard Williams why would you sign a deal unless it's just some massive over the top contract from the Giants who just tagged you and can't possibly tag you again next year unless I mean, they can but I mean surely Dave Gettleman's not that crazy about interior offensive linemen more than likely uh, it, it seems like that will remain a fifth round pick Ryan yes as Jason Lockenfor has been reporting for months. The Baltimore Ravens used the franchise tag on Matt Judon. Good move. Great move. Okay move. What you think? Yeah, I like it. They need an edge rusher. Uh, he's their best edge rusher. The defense, in terms of rushing the passer, struggled a little bit to start the season. They got better as the season progressed. And uh, Judon makes makes a ton of sense there. What is the uh, what's the payout there for edge rushers? Or is he a defensive end or is he a linebacker? How are we doing that? Ah, uh, that's a great call. I would assume that he is listed as linebacker. a I think linebacker. All right, so that's fifteen point eight million, and if your defensive end is seventeen point eight million, so somewhere in that in that range, and um, that seems like a, a bargain for being honest about it. And uh, they can still obviously draft an edge rusher uh, should they so decide, and I would imagine they'll they'll probably look to bolster that defense at some point too. Indeed. Speaking of the Ravens. This is this is an all-timer trade. By the way, good job by the Ravens, who are coming off a season in which they were the, the best team of the regular season. Uh, unfortunately, lost to the White Hot Titans at home in the playoffs. They had re- Lamar Jackson, regular season MVP. They traded uh, to the Jaguars a 2025th round pick. And the best part is Field Yates notes. This is the pick that they they got from the Vikings to send Minnesota their backup kicker. So they sent the – yes, Sean. They had – so they I traded – you realize they I haven't even explained who they're getting yet, right? Oh, you haven't? No. They're getting Calais well, then Why Campbell. would you say yes, Sean? I didn't make a noise. I was just signaling. Your hand. It's, a, it's an audio podcast. Just ignore me. <laughs> the, the Ravens gave up their backup kicker and got a fifth-round pick. 
They then turned around this last year. They did that. They then turned around this year and gave up that same fifth round pick that they got from the Vikings to get Calais Campbell from the Jaguars. It's mind boggling, Sean. This is an example of a team that knows what it's doing. And they're in so many other teams being just complete idiots because we also have to mention they had another fifth round pick right last year. What did they trade that for? Marcus Peters. So they've turned their two fifth round picks now into Marcus Peters and Clyde Campbell, two guys who, if they are going to win a Super Bowl um, in the next couple of years, are probably going to play a huge role in that defense. Um, you could argue outside of maybe Earl Thomas um, and Judon, those are the two best defensive players on that team. This is the team that understands, look, a fifth round pick doesn't matter that much. What are the odds you hit on a fifth round pick? And what did they get? They got two veterans who are proven. Uh, and they can afford to do these types of deals and pay these types of contracts because they have Lamar Jackson still on his rookie deal. So they can go all in on that, commit money and resources elsewhere, um, and they're making teams like the Vikings look completely foolish right now. And the Jaguars, by the way, giving them up for a fifth-round pick. Are you are you, are you are you infected with breach virus? Just call them Jaguars? <laughs> if I did, it was, it was parody. Another offensive lineman who got tagged breach. Brandon Scherf of the Washington Redskins. Good move? Uh, yeah, I think you cannot let your – the one position you can't let walk is offensive linemen. The Redskins don't have a crazy cap situation like the Patriots, uh, you know, because I was saying New England tagging their offensive linemen and trade them away. With the Redskins, you're either going to have a young quarterback in Dwayne Haskins or you're going to have a new quarterback. And either way, you want to have that offensive line. Uh, Ron Rivera knows the importance of that. So I, I like this move. I, nothing, not much to add because, you know, I think it happened Friday. So, uh, yeah, this is hey. a no, no brainer by the Redskins to keep your best talent on the team, especially at the offensive line. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll rip through the rest of the franchise tags as well as discuss any other news that might happen. You know, we should just do a live Twitch stream. I said that. I said we should do 24-7. I said Facebook Live, but I guess the kids use Twitch or whatever those other and, things are. And we're quarantined. It's not like we have anything better to do. That's right. Do we? Well, you know, you know, we got better to do after the break. He's talking about Kirk Cousins getting a new contract. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so a couple more franchise tag guys to hit before we get to Kirk Cousins. Uh, we missed Yannick Ngakwe, John. What are your thoughts on Yannick getting the tag from the Jaguars? Does he play for Jacksonville in week one or somebody else? I don't think he does. I, I mean... He's not going to turn down 17.8 million. So if there's no trade partner there, I do think he will play. I'm saying I don't think he does because I think this situation is too toxic and that, uh, you know, it's, they're going to have to get rid of him. He, he has literally publicly said he is not going to sign an extension with this team. He does not want to be in Jacksonville. He is going to be a headache for that team. And just because Jacksonville's trying to unload salary, pick up draft picks, I mean, They've already made some dumb deals this offseason. Letting Yannick, trading him away would not be because you get rid of that salary. So I do not think this was smart by either side, uh, and I do not think he'll play for the team this in 2020. You don't think it was smart by Yannick? He didn't do anything. Well, I mean. <laughs> what do you want him to do? I'm saying. Rod, don't hit the, you know. You I don't think it was necessarily tag. smart to come out and say he doesn't want to play for the team. That's the Ow. thing. That was his side because you create an odd dynamic. Justin Simmons, Sean, he got tagged by the Broncos. No surprise there. We we had talked about this a little bit before. Uh, pretty. Look, they want to keep the defense together, right? Yes, with the exception probably of Chris Harris, who yeah. sounds like will probably be departing. But I still think the secondary has a chance to still be sneaky good. Um, you know, a lot of people forget they signed Bryce Callahan last year because he was pretty much hurt the entire season. Um, they just traded for A.J. Bouye. So I think this this secondary with Simmons, Bouye, um, if Callahan can get healthy, he's been hurt a lot in his career, so that's a big unknown. Uh, they can still be pretty good. And obviously with Vic Fangio coaching up that defense, I would expect the Broncos to be a top 10, uh, top half of the league defense and Look, if if their quarterback puts it together, this could be, oh, my God, I'm pulling a Brinson, jumping on the Broncos bandwagon, maybe a wild card team in the AFC. Whoa, hey, expanded playoffs, baby. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Bud Dupree, Ryan, he was tagged by the Steelers. Uh, we've been talking for years about how we were waiting for Bud Dupree to break out, like Shaq Barrett, a one-year wonder in the sense that he blew up the year before he was about to get paid, and, uh, and now he got a franchise tag out of it. You like the move by Pittsburgh? Yeah, no, it makes sense. They have no depth there. They actually released a bunch of guys today to create some cap space to try to figure out how to pay them. They're always up against the cap. But uh, you have T.J. White on one side. You have Bud Dupree on the other. The interesting thing is if they get Bud Dupree in a long-term deal, you get to pay T.J. Watt more than that next year. So they got they got to keep that in mind. But it, it would have been crazy to let him walk and have literally just one pass rusher and T.J. Watt on that team. Indeed. You know what my son, my son Robbie, when he's not yelling – about being on pick six, you know what he loves to do? He loves to ask Alexa things. Like he'll be like, Alexa, tell me a Spaniel fact. Cause we have a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. Uh, and if you like using Alexa or some other speaker in your house, smart home device, you can actually listen to this podcast on it. So all you gotta do is say, Alexa, play the pick six podcast. You might even be able to say, Alexa, play pick six. I don't, that's what Debo tells me. I don't know if I can trust Debo on that, but we can give it a shot. Say, Alexa, play the Pick Six podcast. You can start Pick Six podcast and stop them, but you should never do that with your voice. So make sure and check out us on your smart speaker while you work from home. You don't have to just listen to those earbuds while you're trying to drown out your family and avoid the claustrophobic disaster that your life's become. Vikings news. Anthony Harris was franchise tagged by Minnesota. I think that's the last of our tags. We had 13 guys tagged all together, right? That is a lot. I feel like the tag definitely came, like, I feel like the free, I feel like the Corona situation 
and the familiarity with some of these guys. I understand it was a big free agent class. Maybe it was a CBA factor too, but it, I mean, like this is the biggest tag deadline I can remember in like five years. Yeah, definitely. I can't even remember. Maybe 2012. I'm thinking like, remember when Dez and Demarius Thomas and AJ Green were all tagged and got deals? Was that right? Am I remembering that correctly? Anyway, Anthony Harris was uh, was tagged by the Vikings. Breakout year for him. He'd been a good player before, but a breakout year in that defense. Uh, they've got some cap issues. They're trying to figure everything out. The cap is up to 198 and change, a million and change. So, I mean, they got some room to work with it. But certainly they want to try and uh, continue to make a run here in the immediate future. We thought they might be all in on this year and then maybe figure out the quarterback situation after Kirk Cousins' deal expired. But that's not the case because, Sean, Kirk Cousins agreed to a Two-year extension, two years were sixty-six million dollars. Uh, ninety-six million, three years left, sixty-one million dollars guaranteed at signing. Um, Scott Pioli got those numbers in early on. That's great to have it from our front office guy, friend of the program, Scott Pioli. What do you think about uh, the Vikings extending your boy Kirk Cousins? So I was initially, I was, I was kind of surprised. I was at the, the, the Viking season ending loss to the, to the 49ers in the playoffs. And I think the most memorable moment from that game was frankly after when someone asked Mike Zimmer if they were going to work on an extension and, and Zimmer avoided the question. And it wasn't like, you know, I just don't want to talk about this right now. He seemed very much irritated with Kirk Cousins as he has at multiple points during their run together. And I would not have bet that Mike Zimmer would have wanted to extend this marriage any longer. Uh, personally though, I don't mind it. And I think, yes, there are a lot of free agent quarterbacks available this year. Uh, but when Kirk Cousins is, is gone next year, uh, or his contract expires next year, who are they going to get that's better? They're, the problem with Kirk Cousins is that he's too good to allow the Vikings to get a top pick in the draft because they're not going to be a five and 11 team. Um, this is a team that is, you know, probably going to be anywhere between seven and 11, 12 wins. So I don't see a better option. I'm probably higher on Kirk Cousins. Then a lot of people, I guess, you know, Brenton, I think you're pretty actually high on Kirk Cousins. I think he had a pretty great season that ended with a it terrible wasn't. loss, but it ended with a terrible loss. But guess what? That same 49ers defense made so many other, uh, made so many other quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers one week later look terrible. And we shouldn't discount what he did the week prior when he went into New Orleans, um, and played pretty well in a, in a win over the Saints, uh, a team that a lot of people thought was the best in the NFC. So I actually like this deal in, as, you know, as a Bears fan, I don't like the fact that the Vikings have this sort of quarterback stability for the foreseeable future. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And primarily because we like to crush Kirby Cousins, but he actually he has not played poorly. And Brenton, you and I talked about this on the Brady Quinn football show back in the fall. Um, I don't know if I asked you guys this, Breach and, and Sean, but uh, no, not surprisingly, the all-time leader in completion percentage uh, is Drew Brees. And... Do you know who number two is? Kirk Cousins. Thank you, Reese and Sean. And that's you what, well, you, you, you got it. Well, you kind of teed that one up. Yeah, I mean, like that's, that's why Brenton got it, even though he was on the show four months ago. He still got it right. But the, that's the point. I mean, we we like to make Rivers. Yeah, <laughs> if you count interceptions. Ooh. Okay, so before all the DeAndre Hopkins and David Johnson stuff broke out, we were about to talk about Kirk Cousins, and then I believe screaming ensued. So Kirk Cousins, like, getting an extension, and Sean started talking about it, was like, yeah, it's a pretty, like, you wake up in the morning on Monday, it's like Cousins gets an extension. Okay, that's pretty spicy. We thought he might move on at some point in the near future. Instead, he's sticking around in Minnesota, and then Nuke Hopkins and David Johnson nuked it out of the water. But it's still an important deal, I think, because it signals that the Vikings – 
are not like I, I, I feel like and Jason Lockin Ford and I talked about this, that there was breach a sense maybe this team was going to be all in on 2020 and then reassess everything as it pertained to Kirk Cousins and the coaching staff and all their possible free agents in the future. Instead, they've doubled and tripled down on Kirk Cousins. And it's clear that they want to roll forward with this nucleus. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's absolutely what's happening. I think that Mike Zimmer, Sean mentioned it a little bit in that last playoff game when they lost. He didn't seem too confident, but I think that's Mike Zimmer's way of kind of – he takes subtle jabs at his guys. He's not afraid to do that. That's his way of trying to say, hey, look, we need you to play better, uh, but, you know, we're not going to get rid of you, is calling out his guys publicly. That's just how he coaches, and I think that this deal – the one thing about this deal is that I think one of the big winners here is Jimmy Garoppolo to get sidetracked here for a second because there was a lot of talk that, hey, the 49ers, they don't want Tom Brady more because Kyle Shanahan's waiting for Kirk Cousins to play out his contract in Minnesota, which was originally going to expire after the 2020 season. Well, now Cousins locked up for two more years, uh, so that's not happening, you know. So now Jimmy Garoppolo pretty much has, uh, you know, he's the guy in San Francisco right now, so I don't think he has to worry about losing his job. But, yeah, if I'm the Vikings, look, since Kirk Cousins signed, they've looked good. They haven't been able to get over that hump just yet and get to the Super Bowl like Brinson and I have predicted. But they're on the right track, and now you have Gary Kubiak running that offense, and I think Kirk Cousins could thrive under him. So, you know, they went 10-6. and The NFC North is a very winnable division. I think you stick with Cousins. You have Dalvin Cook. You have uh, good tight ends, good receiving core. I I think the Vikings – have uh, the Vikings offense is a high upside over the next three seasons. Yeah, I agree. I was just reading. Get mad if I don't say anything. I was reading Stephen O's corrected odds for uh, for Arizona and Houston, so I won't. Oh, we can talk about that. Later. I mean, what would the odds have been if I'd given you? I said, who gets traded first, Stephon Diggs, or um... you can name anybody, and that would be more reasonable. Uh, Kenny Stills, by the way, tweeted out. Uh, Steve, I was like, will you stop talking about this trade already? Kenny Stills tweeted out a picture of Russell Westbrook making a a, 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 a nonplussed face, as John Breach would say. Um, that's a monster. God, that's a monster blockbuster. An unbelievable deal, and it overshadowed, of course, the Kirk Cousins trade. But you know what? Kirk Cousins signing extension. We're gonna take a we're gonna we're gonna wrap this podcast up. We'll be well, back. For all we know in five minutes, the Vikings will trade Kirk Cousins for Deshaun Watson. So I mean look, David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins, anything is on the table for the rest of the week. So be ready for insanity. Make sure and stay right here with the Pick Six Podcast and of course on CBS Sports HQ. We'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, doing a nightly recap, nine PM Eastern on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, eight PM Eastern, a full hour show telling you about winners and losers in free agency and everything that's happening trades etc we'll break it all down for you subscribe rate and review talk to you guys on the probably like the next 15 minutes okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 